God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. we're on i think this is a problem i think the problem has started can you see me can you hear me child in pittsburgh p mckenzie can you see me jewel can you see me deidre can you see clarice can you see me can y'all see me am i here y'all can see me come on look we done made it happen welcome hello child listen we are here. Now, I'm not sure that this is going to happen again, but we're going to just try it out, okay? I've done this before for my sister, you know, just came in to be the substitute teacher, and uh, that was a long, long time ago. And so i probably be in timeout shortly after this because, I mean, there are so many topics that have come about since the last time we've seen each other, okay? I saw y'all last week, and between last week and today, a bunch of shenanigans, shenanigans have taken place. Y'all hold, please, let me put my charger on because that just would be wrong for us to get in the middle of this beautiful encounter that we're going to have here and my laptop go dead. Y'all just hold your mule, hold your mule. See, Sarah don't never have to do this. She ain't never got to get ready because she be ready, y'all. All right, she be ready. All right, so we are here. This has been brought to you by Sarah's big sister. If you are listening, just put your, put your seatbelts on. A lot of people are here in the room. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. And we are about to start the show. All right. Well, I just wanted to check in with people first. Let's start with the preliminary questions, okay? Are you drinking your water? Are you minding thine own business, huh? Hmm? Are you working out in this season, huh? Melissa, are you are you drinking your water? Minding your business, working out in this season. Anybody? I have been working out in this season. I've been walking two and a half miles. Sometimes I do a 60-30. That just means you walk for 60 seconds, then you speed walk for 30. And it just has really been blessing my life every day. I've been drinking my water. I got my water right now. I've been drinking about three or four of these a day. And I have been always and will forever be operating in the Mind Your Business ministry, except for today when we tip into other people's business. Um, so let's just get into our first Rescue Eve. Y'all, y'all not going to believe this, okay? We, for those of you 
What? Well, listen, I don't want to have to go through all of this. Okay, just listen to the the podcast before, so you can figure out what Rescue Eve is and why we do it and how we do it. Okay, just be a part of the delegation. Join the delegation so that I don't have to explain things to you all all day. Because you know, I'm, I really do not want to do that. Okay, so let's get into this first Rescue Eve. A fire department, rather, rather the paramedics, I'd say. Wait, hold on. Because y'all know we've been getting fancy. We've been getting fancy. So let me make sure that I have the right, the right thing up here. What was my first thing? This dear fire department. That's what we're looking for. Is that what y'all are looking at? Because my my vision is not okay. Perfect. So you know my vision is not all the way together, y'all. Especially with these lashes, you know. You don't put fine print in front of me like I, you know, got good good vision. What has happened, y'all? A twenty year old Detroit woman initially initially pronounced dead found alive at local funeral home. I want y'all to consider this headline, okay? Because just the headline alone brings a great caution, okay? On top of the fact that this is a funeral home, they see dead people all day, every day. Can you imagine being the person getting ready to put this lipstick on this baby and she blinks? Could you, can you just, can you imagine getting ready to embalm a whole body and she like, wait a minute, <laughs> not psych. So the paramedics spent 30 minutes on this baby, 30 minutes of life-saving recovery. The article goes on and on about how the paramedics came and they did 30 minutes of life-saving. Uh, apparently worked. It worked. It just didn't work during the time that they was expecting it to work. You know what I'm saying? You typically expect CPR to work in the moment, you know, not after the fact. And that is exactly what happened. And so I'm trying to see, can we rescue these paramedics? Do we rescue the funeral home? Do we rescue the family right now like who who do we could put so many people on this list that need rescuing because i feel like first the paramedics are i don't know they worked on the baby for 30 minutes she was gone y'all delayed but not delighted denied elena said delayed but not denied they worked on this baby for 30 minutes there's no reason for them to have thought that she was going to wake up, you know, they, they sent her to that funeral home with confidence. Okay. You don't send people to funeral homes and think, you know, maybe she'll wake up in the next 30 minutes or so. That's not what the paramedics did. They didn't just throw her in there and say, Hey, to the funeral home, but you know, keep a watch on her. You know, this one, she's tricky here. This one, this one here is tricky. That's not what they did. And so I feel like we, we could kind of rescue the paramedics because they didn't know that the baby was Lazarus 2020 for the people of God. They, they didn't know. And then I further want to kind of rescue the funeral home as well because 
I mean, could they tell us how that happened? They told us that the baby woke up. But can can you tell us like exactly what happened? Like, was she getting her makeup done? Was she were y'all about to embalm this baby? Is that what is that what it's called? It's called embalm. Okay. Was y'all about to embalm this baby? And this baby blinked. I just, I just, I, I, I would like to, I would like to know. So would y'all like to rescue this baby? Jerrica says, wow, technology, no rescue. They machines, she said, she said they machines should be up to date. <laughs> uh, can we rescue the paramedics? They didn't. They they worked on her for 30 minutes, y'all. She was she was gone. They thought she was gone. She she didn't wake up with the paramedics. She woke up at the funeral home. So can we rescue the paramedics? No. Rescue the paramedics and the mortician. That's a Lazarus effect. And see, now I have heard stories like this before where people have been pronounced dead and like an hour later or 30 minutes later, they come back like hot psych. And I think that that we can't we can't blame the funeral home and the paramedics for the people psych, you know, that, you know, right. Like for real, Erica, something ain't right. That's what I'm saying. Like, can we rescue the paramedics? Because this baby is tricky. OK, this 20 year old is tricky. We not rescuing the, the 20 year old don't need rescue and she been rescued. She was almost dead. Then she came back. You don't get more rescued than that. You don't get more rescued than dead. Not you don't get more rescued than that. So we can't rescue the 20 year old. She has already been rescued by God. OK, by God's grace. OK, we trying to rescue the paramedics. Okay. It seems like Destiny says rescue. 2020 showing out. Deja says 2020 showing out. Lazarus, baby. Hashtag Lazarus. Candia says rescue them. Elizabeth says let's rescue. Armani says, oh, you beat core M is or I. Rescue, she out here tricky like the Rona. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so we're gonna rescue, we're gonna rescue the the paramedics, we're gonna rescue the funeral home because 20-year-old is tricky. Okay, she's tricky. We we are thankful though, you know, that this baby has come back. Okay, obviously her work is not done, her purpose has not yet been completed, and so we welcome you back. We welcome you back into uh into the world, 20-year-old. Could you, I mean, could you just imagine a 20-year-old? Ain't no way. What? Maybe she had passed out or something and just, y'all thought she was dead, but her pulse was just low. I don't know. All right. So we rescuing them. Now, this next story, and we're doing builds up, build up, y'all. <laughs> this next story is okay so for y'all some of y'all may feel like it's a sad story and and somebody actually sent this story to me and when they sent this story to me they said themselves that they were furious okay furious by the story okay and so uh, a man 
um, is left homeless in a pandemic after eviction from his apartment that he lived in for 20 years. Now, you know, I don't have like my reporter voice, but let me just kind of scroll up here to this article here. Okay. Let's, let's start it. He was about eight hours. Okay. Let's start there. He was about eight hours into being homeless when he spoke with NBC LA. He was kicked out of his LA apartment. He called home for 20 years. LA County Sheriff's deputies ex executed his eviction. A million of other people behind me are facing the same thing, he said. Levick says he lived in a rent-controlled L.A. apartment for 20 years. He said his building was sold and is under new management and that he missed one rent payment back in March 2019 while dealing with a personal tragedy. Here's the kicker for me, guys. It says, I assume, I assumed I had paid. I had paid for 20 years. I just never heard from my landlord when I found out that a payment was even late. It was with an eviction notice. Now, again, as I was saying, I know some of y'all may feel like this is not a really, it, the, the situation itself is not funny, okay? Clearly. That is not the joke here. But what my my issue here is, is that that first part here, I assumed I had paid. And I just wanted to bring to the delegation, if we can rescue this baby, one. Two, have any of y'all ever assumed a bill was paid? Like, I, I, the, the people have assumed that I wanted to pay my bill, but I have never assume that they paid it. And so I was just wondering, like, after 20 years, you never thought to ask your landlord, you know, I ain't never had to pay rent. Is that all right? Um, I, I, you know, is rent due? What, what time is rent due? He assumed for Zola, he assumed for 20 years. He assumed for 20 years that his rent was paid. I have never heard of such, okay? I haven't heard of such, okay? Like I said, the bank has assumed that I wanted to pay my bill when I didn't want to, and they took that money up out of there, okay? But I have never assumed for thine own self that my bill was paid and it hadn't been paid, okay? And I was just confused about the article. When I sent it to Sarah, I was like, can we rescue this baby? Because has anybody ever assumed something was paid and it wasn't? Has anybody? Has anybody assumed for 20 years that your bills was being paid, but they weren't paid, huh? Didn't, didn't get a letter. Didn't, baby didn't get a letter from the landlord. He knew he was ready to get up out of there at eviction. That's what the, the article say. I found out that I hadn't paid when the eviction came about. And so I'm just trying to figure, I was just trying to figure it out, y'all. And Sarah thought I wouldn't be able to find the comedic value in said story. And I thought, huh, you must not know who I am as a person because 
it is not more comedic than you assuming. You assume that your bill was paid for 20 years. No, Mona, that he didn't just miss one payment, Mona. He, to his knowledge, another assumption, okay? He assumed that he missed one payment back in March, right? And then nothing else after that. He assumed that after that last payment, that his rent was being paid. He assumed that it was just being paid. He ain't heard from the landlord. Landlord didn't call him. Landlord didn't say, yo, you about to get kicked up out of here. Um, so he assumed that, you know, that was just that in March when I was supposed to pay March, 2019, that one time and I had missed it. And then I had paid, I thought that I was good. And what, what they saying is you paid back in March and then you did not pay anymore after that. And so you got to get up out of here. He, he didn't, he missed, right. He missed one payment. No, he missed a payment for 20 years. That's see he's getting evicted because he had missed that one payment back there in March. Back there in March, he had missed that payment. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after he paid that payment back there in March, then he assumed that his rent was being paid because it was a rent-controlled Area is a rent control, is a rental assistance location area. Okay, so I guess he felt like since they they controlling the rent, I ain't got to pay it. And so, baby, what the article say March twenty nineteen? I want to say it's March twenty twenty though because of how how hard he homie is fighting. Homie is fighting like. You can't do this during a pandemic. This is you, all of these families are being kicked out because of the pandemic. And so that was another confusing thing because March 2019, when you had missed that payment back there, that payment back there that you had missed in March 2019, Corona had not come. Corona wasn't here then. And so I, if you bring, if you come up here to March 2020 and then you say, hey, Corona was here and I couldn't pay my rent. Then we can work. We can work with you. Rescue the rent control. Krista said rescue the rent control. I just wanted to know, can we, re can we rescue him? He assumed y'all, y'all ain't never assumed that your rent was paid. Ain't nobody in here ever assumed that your bill was being paid. Didn't know nothing until they came and evicted you. And then my other issue is, and I've never been evicted, but I have many friends who have been evicted a few times and it don't work like that. Okay. It just simply don't work like that. They don't just come to your door one day and be like, yo, you up out of here. You didn't pay your rent. What happens is, is to my understanding from the friends I know, they kind of let you know, Hey, you late. Hey, here's a late fee. Hey, you got more late fees coming. Hey, we about to file eviction on you. Hey, you better pay this before you get kicked out. Hey, you about to get kicked up out of here. And then they put that little stick on your door. That's what I, that's what I heard. I heard they put that stick on your door and that is when you got to get up out of here. But you don't have to get up out of here until all of those, you know, warnings that come before destruction. 
Yes. No, Cora. Christian says no, Cora. They had to have had multiple. That's what I'm saying. That's how I that's how I understand it. Having had friends that have struggled with evictions. Um, and even when I have been late on my rent as well, they have given me a notice. They have said, hey, you might want to pay your rent or we about to kick you up out of here. And so I, I felt like you can't assume and not know and all of that. And so I will not be rescuing him because I don't think you should ever assume that your bills are being paid. Okay. I think that you should call people and ask them if your bills are being paid. Okay. In, in doubt. Okay. Do reroute. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that that's what that baby should have done. He should reroute it. Because he was in doubt. Okay. Um, it seems like the people of God do not want to rescue this baby. No rescue. Sorry. Rent is a waste of money. Lanisha, we still got to pay it though. You know what I'm saying? It may be a waste, but you don't want to be up under a bridge. Okay. And so there's that, you know, no, Beverly says no rescue for him. Natasha said, but Jesus paid it all. You go and tell the leasing agent that put that on your application as your income proof and see what they say about that. All right. Uh, Crystal says, yes, check the rent control people. She want to rescue. Okay, Kitty. Kitty says rescue. Nicole says, yes, I've been managing for 26 years. Lanisha. Uh, I can't say what Lanisha said. Uh, Spink says no rescue. No. Re it seems like we kind of in the middle here. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh no, we got oh yeah, we got a lot more. We got we got a lot of no rescue. Okay, he knew no, he knew no rescue. Of course, something's wrong with that picture, ain't it? It is something wrong with it, indeed. He can have a boat. Candia says he can have a boat. Okay, it seemed like more often that everybody is saying no. It's more people saying no then it is saying yes. And I think that it's mostly because we, the majority of the people in here have to pay rent. Okay. And more all more so that rent is coming up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, we, you can't assume your rent is paid because you be scared about your rent when it's coming up. Everybody round about the 26, 27 start getting a little nervous. You know, you start counting when that check is going to hit. If the next check is going to hit before you are late. And so you be counting things up. And so that's where we are right now. So it seems like this baby is going to have to be assuming up under the bridge for the people of God. But we are, you know what we are though? We are praying for you, man left homeless after 20 years in your apartment that the Lord opened up a new door for you and that when he opened thy new door, that you pay thine rent, okay? And that you remember thine rent when it is due so thine does not get kicked out, okay? All right, so I spent a little time on that story because this next story is a little... Ooh, it's gonna be a little sensitive for us delegation. And I think that I think that it's something that we need to do because I'm here. You know, I feel like if Sarah was here, she probably wouldn't touch this story. And so I decided that since she ain't here, I'ma just go ahead and touch the story. The delegation to us, we're gonna talk about this mess here, okay? 
coming up here for the next rescue is Pastor John Gray. He has been accused of cheating again. A source close to the pastor claims extortion. Okay. I wanted you to consider this story for today. Okay. No, I don't want you to consider rescuing Aventer, but maybe we will put her on the list. I don't know. I want you to consider rescuing John. Okay, but wait, listen, wait, because I already know y'all is ready. Y'all hold on, you ready? Hold on, wait. I feel like John needs somebody to rescue this little boy. This little boy that he keep cheating, allegedly, allegedly cheating. It's this little boy that's in him that needs some tender care. He needs to, he needs to be rescued and set down, you know, because if we don't rescue him, we can't sit him down. And I think that he should be rescued and I think that he should be set down so that he can work on what's going on on the inside. Don't I sound like Sarah? When I, when I presented this story to her and I gave her my concept, I told her that it was her grace that I was operating in. I was operating in her grace. I feel like we should rescue him so that we can heal that little boy on the inside that is looking for validation. It, it, we, that is looking for, for some type of anchor. You know, we, we have all been in a situation where we've needed to be rescued and set down. You know what? I think that we we should consider it. We can't rescue him if we keep him on the platform. You know what I'm saying? We can't rescue him if we keep wanting him to preach on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? We cannot rescue him if we keep on wanting him to minister to us. Okay? We've got to rescue him and sit him down. Because now it's extortions and 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 scandals and and briskets and just a bunch of stuff that is just unnecessary in this season okay it's unnecessary and i feel like we have an opportunity a major opportunity here to say let's just take them in sit them down Give them Sarah's box of love and, and feelings and have somebody to really minister to this baby because you shouldn't need, the Bible says, don't let your good be evil spoken of. Okay. And so even if you feel like you are doing good, the Bible says, don't let your good be evil spoken of. Pastor John Gray is caught up in another alleged cheating scandal. This time, the pastor was accused of FaceTiming his alleged mistress. Don't FaceTime her. Don't FaceTime Mary John. Don't FaceTime her. Before we get into the allegations, we spoke to a source close to the Grays, and they stated the allegations were false and that a federal and state investigation of extortion is currently in process against Mary. Okay. Blogger Tasha Kay is reporting that an alleged mistress named Mary leaked recorded videos of some of her FaceTime conversations with John Gray. I want you to just consider again, 
This is the little boy acting out. This is the little boy acting out. This is him trying to put on a show for you all. It's too much pressure. This platform, this mantle, this anointing, this requirement, this responsibility, it's too much. And I think that we should consider a rescue. I thought it was fake. You thought it is alleged. It's alleged. So, you know, when they say alleged, that means it may be true, but maybe not true. We hope that maybe it's not true, but it could be true. He needs to be rescued. Lakeisha, thank you. Lakeisha, Laquisha. Quick. Somebody, I need all facts. Lenari, dude is almost 50, that little boy part. Jay Lumpkin, that's, but this is what I'm saying. This is what he is saying. He is saying that there is something within him that needs healing. And we are so quick to put them up on the stage and make them perform for us and make them act like they're okay when they're not. We make them act like they're great husbands when they're not. We act like they are, are held to a standard of entertaining us when they need emotional help and support. So even if it is false, it is something that needs to be considered. We have to consider that we're putting a lot on these pastors. Some of them are cheating. Some of them are committing suicide. Okay. Let's just get real about it. We're putting too much. It's too much pressure. It's too much pressure. He thought he could do it, but y'all is a lot. Y'all is a lot. The, the church people are a lot. Your demands are a lot. We want a lot from our leaders. It's too much for him. Can, can, we, can we rescue him and sit him down? So that he can get the help that he needs. So that he can heal the little boy. So that he can mature into the place that God would have him to be. Instead of feeling like he has to perform for us. I just, I wanted to consider it. Okay. Anissa says rescue. Kimberly says too much. That's why I'm saying it's too much pressure, Kimberly. Sharnala, it is not our fault, but we can take responsibility for the weight that we put on our leaders to be perfect when they're not. Shanika says, pray for him. Don't things like this. Too long. Um... Cerise says we can rescue him and sit him down. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying rescue him and let him keep on preaching. Rescue him and let him open up the church on Sunday. Rescue him and let him go forth in, in service. No, I'm saying rescue him. We all choose, we, we are called to be pastors. It's not a choice. He felt called to do something that has become too heavy. The responsibility has become too heavy. The requirement has become too heavy. He cannot be the person that you all need him to be as a pastor. So I think we should rescue him and sit him down. 
It's a sad situation, Classy. Yes, it is. It's a sad situation. Tierra says rescue. We love Aventur enough to know she needs prayer through this, even if it's not her problem. Absolutely. L listen, y'all y'all have known John Gray and Aventur for as long as they have been uh, popular on social media. You do not know the depths of their mental health, their emotional health, their spiritual health. You don't know the depths of their marriage at all. And I think that sometimes we just need to take a moment to sit our leaders down, let them be broken. Because that's only I'm asking you to rescue him so he can be broken, so he can be broken, so he can do what he needs to do. Instead of feeling like I got to be there on Sunday. Because see, if you're not rescuing him, then he's going to keep on performing. And he's going to keep on getting broken. And it's going to keep on being too much favor, uh, too much pressure on him. I just, I, 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 he does, Shanika, he needs help. Pray for him. Rescue. Rescue Pastor Aventer. Well, Perhaps we can rescue the idea of women going to men that are not very healthy for them versus women who choose to be with men that are really, really great for them, which brings up our next rescue. Because most of the people want John not to be rescued, but I still believe, I still believe. Let's bring up this next rescue and this last rescue. I'm not sure if you all have read about this, but Erica Mina further explains her issue with women calling Safari corny. Says people embrace men who act tough before a man who does everything in his power to make his wife happy. And so what happened is uh, Erica and Safari posted a video uh, not too long ago, where they were just kind of dancing in their front yard, having a great time. Just he was dancing with his wife, loving on his wife. They were having a great time. Well, the people of God, you delegation and shade remembers, called this baby corny. Okay. And I want to know one, if we can rescue Safari. Okay, but two, if we can rescue Erica, because sometimes we be responding to people that really don't need our response. Okay, this baby took out time in her day and her schedule to get with you all. Okay, she did about at least a seven minute video going on this this powerful uh, transformational experience um, of of her husband loving her and being fantastic. Okay. And so I think that sometimes she, well, I agree with her statement. Sometimes we are looking for the hood, the hood neck, the hood one, the thug, the, the one that's going to be, you know, thuggish and, and putting people's hands in grinders and stuff, you know, just about it, about it. Um, and when we look at men who are, 
you know, loving on their wives or supporting their wives or pouring into their wives is corny or it's lame or it's wag or why he doing all that or he's doing too much. We do y'all do the same thing to Sierra and Russell. When it, when he he doing too much, he doing too much. But it's it wouldn't be too much if he was doing it for you. I digress. And so we end up putting ourselves in situations where we start looking for men who are inadequate to feel our inadequacies. And when they don't, we end up in damaging relationships instead of giving that dude that treats you like a queen a chance. My mom uh, told me one time, she said, would you rather a nice looking man who treated you like a queen or a fine man that treated you like garbage? And I was like, a nice looking man that treated me like a queen. But it's so it's so true that sometimes we will get caught up in this idea of I need a thug dude or I want a thug dude. And when that that nice dude comes along and he treats you with respect and he wants to wait until y'all are married and he wants to get to know you better and he doesn't want to defile the process that you all are going through, then it's oh no, he's too soft, he's too soft, do do do. And we push them to the back burner. And so I want you to consider, like, do we do this? Do, do we call the men that are loving their women corny? Do we, do we turn our nose up at love when we're not receiving it ourselves? I didn't either, girl. I had to go look at the video. Do we do that? Do we put ourselves in a position to set to turn our nose up at at love and what it looks like and what it feels like and how it should be expressed? My husband loves me every day, is serving me every day, is caring for me. I know y'all know Torrey. Torrey is serving Sarah right now. A day probably on a beach in some some sand, eating grapes and pineapples right now because. There is a love that I feel like sometimes we reject because we feel like we're not worthy enough to receive it. So can we rescue Safari as, as a sign to say that we are worthy of receiving that kind of love, that we're worthy of receiving a man that will dance in the grass with us in the front of our home and laugh and, and enjoy our children together? Can we rescue Safari just on the idea that we are worthy of a man that cares and appreciates us, not shoots us in the foot, but somebody who is embracing who we are as a woman, as women, can we can we rescue Safari so that we can rescue every husband and every man that desires to love the woman that is in their life with all that they have without shame? You shouldn't be shamed for loving your wife. Oh, look at you with this video. Can we play videos? Look, y'all, Shashi is, is back here helping me. Can we play videos? Look at us playing videos. Look at them just dancing and having fun in their front yard, living their best life. 
and and he was told he was corny. It was corny. And so we have to we have to stop this. I I can remember the first like nice guy I had. I self-sabotaged it, just kind of looking for anything that made him not good. Like it's not, I'm not good enough for how good you're treating me or you, it's too good to be true. Something's got to be wrong with you or just sabotaging it because I didn't feel good about me. And so I know that there are women on here who have had really nice guys, but because you didn't feel good about you, you may have rejected them or pushed them away or turned your nose up at really nice guys because of how you feel about you. Give look, Letitia said, give me corny for 500 straight up. I will take the corny. <laughs> I will take the corny. And so I have to, I have to put, I have to put myself in, in a position to absolutely rescue Safari because I do believe that women deserve to be loved. They deserve to be treated well. And I just think that it sucks that we will publicize and emphasize when our men are not treating us well. It, it can, it, it, on the shade room, it ain't corny, it ain't corny to be cheating and making brisket. Huh. Y'all worry me to death. Y'all y'all kill me dead. I, I wanted to, I want us to stop. <laughs> I want us to stop making it okay for these these raggedy bums. Okay, to get away with treating women like crap. Meanwhile, we've got men that are really loving women and really supporting women and really encouraging women. And yet, so they're getting called corny. So I'm rescuing Safari. Who rescuing Safari with me? Jasmine rescuing Safari because she love her corny black men. Uh -huh. Jaquita is rescuing Safari. Absolutely. Motivation 2020 says yes. Serena, I'm, I'm sorry. The, the brisket is petty, but the brisket was dry. Okay. That part. Um, tell the truth, Zuri. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. So that wasn't corny, huh? But it was dry. May not have been corny, but it was dry. Huh? Good guys always end up last. Safari is a keeper. T. Reynolds is rescuing Tantasha, come on, Tantasha. I ain't never heard that name before in all my life. Rescue. Nia says, rescue him. We is rescuing him. And you know what this means? It means that we are opening our hearts today. We are believing that we deserve better. I am proud of the delegation. I am proud of you all. Okay. Monica, you're being trifling today. She says she's not rescuing him, but that's okay. It's all right. You'll come on to the other side here soon. Okay. We that have decided to rescue Safari tonight, I am proud of you. Okay. I'm proud of you for accepting. Okay. Today that you deserve that kind of corny love. Okay. Let's give it up for corny love. All right. This podcast is brought to you by Glossier. 
Glossier believes in the power of self-expression and personal choice in beauty and beyond. So they are always in conversation with their community about the best ingredients, the best techniques, and dream products. At Glossier, they believe that beauty starts with skin first and makeup second. That's why my favorite product from them is Super Glow. Super Glow is a daily vitamin C and magnesium serum. It evens out your skin tone, gets rid of those dark spots that get on all of our nerves, and gives you that overall lit from within vibe. You know what I'm talking about. Glossier is becoming one of my new favorites. Their skincare products help craft the right routine for you. They've got an invisible shield daily sunscreen. Future Dew instantly gives you that post-facial glow. And then their makeup comes with sheer mattes, high shine lip gloss, or just a little gel cream blush. You can get that glowy, dewy look for yourself by visiting glossier.com slash podcast slash evolve. All new customers will get 10% off their first order. That's glossier.com slash podcast slash evolve. That's glossier.com, G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R.com slash podcast slash evolve. Get your glow on, girl. Now, back to the podcast. Okay, so we've got Hail Marys and we want to put them up today. Hail Mary for the day is a homeless mother of four. She responds to an outpouring of help from Houstonians. Scroll me up, Shashi. Let's give them a little bit of it. Okay, she says, in less than 24 hours, Kania Madrigal went from hopeless too humbled. I'm still in shock. I still don't believe it. She said, I can't believe there's that many people willing to help me of all people. I don't believe I'm somebody for them to want to help. Tuesday night, Madrigal showed Eyewitness News how she and her four children, ages 11, 8, 3, and 1, sleep in a car. I take the car seats out. I put the seats down and the, and these go all the way back. So me and my oldest are here while the youngest are in the back. They have spent many nights in the small SUV since June when they were evicted from their home after Madrigal was laid off and could not pay the rent. After the story aired on Eyewitness News, a co-worker at her new job set up a fundraising account and hundreds of people from across the country donated. The GoFundMe page has since reached more than $61,000. The initial goal was $800. Madrigal now hopes to do something meaningful with the money for her children's future. My goal was to get enough to get into a place and now I can actually give them a home, she said. Blah, 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 blah. All right, y'all. So we're giving a Hail Mary out to Madrigal because she's an awesome mom of four out here doing the best that she can, keeping her four beautiful children as best as she can. And after she was received the people blessed her and she's going to use that money not just to help thine own self but she's going to use it to help someone else and so that is what hell mary is all about so shout out shout out to that amazing mom of four 
our last Hail Mary goes to not a person, but I feel like we all should just be excited about this situation that is coming about. Go ahead and put it up, Shaji. Go ahead and put it up. What? Y'all, have you seen it? Did you know that it was happening? Did you know that it was happening? Did you know that it was coming? Monica versus Brandy. What? In one week when she posted this, but now the countdown has gone down even more. So, okay, Monday, six days, y'all, six days away. And we are going to have what we have all been waiting for, what we have all been requesting for. The Monica versus Brandy versus everything is happening, okay? And so we are going to give a Hail Mary and a Hail Joseph and whoever else got this thing done, we're giving the Hail Mary to them, okay? Hail Mary, Hail Joseph, Hail Monica, Hail Brandy, okay? Hail to them all, hallelujah, and I am so excited, okay? So real quick, who is Team Brandy? Who is Team Monica? Who is Team Brandy? Huh? Huh? Come on, come on, give me your hashtags. Uh, I remember going to the Brandy tour. Honesty says, yes, can't wait, Brianna says. Shannon says, watch out for the clogged shoes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Zuri says, I am here for this. The boy is mine, Sandra says. Tantasha says Monica. Renee says team both. Oh, you're classy. Adobe says team Brandy. Ooh, ooh. Monica, Monica, Lena says team Monica. Jay Lumpkin says moo. All right, all right. I vibe to both, but Brandy. Erica says, Claudia says Brandy. Dominique says I am torn. Danielle says Brandy. Marciania says Monica. Brandy got vocals, but Monica, what? Finish the sentence because there are, well, period. <laughs> okay. Brandy got vocals, period. And Monica, something else. Okay. So, I mean, they're both beautiful. I'm excited about it, but let's not get confused. Okay. I played Team Brandy from 16 until now. Okay, so let's not get confused about it. However, Sarah did sing Monica's part in Boy is, is Mine. So she might be Team Monica while I am Team Brandy. But Team Brandy, I, her vocals, okay, just get into it, okay? Get into her vocals, okay? Get into them. Let them marinate within thine soul, okay? And uh, just get ready. Okay, get ready for this, this verses. So, hail Mary, hail Joseph, hail to verses. Thank you, Monica and Brandy, for washing everything you needed to wash out and clearing all the air you needed to clear to get this done. Because I know that it was foggy in that room, okay? I know some air needed to be cleared, <laughs> okay? So, thank you for clearing the air so that we can all be there. Okay. Um, now we can go to our advice questions. No doubt Sarah sent me a full on novel, but that's okay because that's not her fault. It's yours. Okay. It's the delegation members that send these long 
questions. You need to stop. You need to stop. It's not cool. All right, here we go. Hey, SJR and fellow delegation members. I spoke with a friend that I have known all my life recently. She called me with the intention to tell me about what she has been dealing with for 11 years because she couldn't hold it to herself anymore. She's at her breaking point, I guess you can say. We live hundreds of miles apart, and I only see her maybe once every four years. She's the sweetest person I have ever known, and I could not believe what I was hearing. She is a mother to nine children, Jesus, ranging from one to 17. My God, the guy she has been in a relationship with is the father of five of her kids. Okay, she says that he has been abusing her for the past 10 years. What kept her in the relationship so long were the children. She says she tried to leave him multiple times throughout the years, but he has always threatened to harm her. It's either him or no one. She tried to kick him out of her house, but the cops say she cannot just kick him out since he has lived there with her for so long. She did get a restraining order once, but that didn't keep him away either. The house is in her name. The cars they have are hers. She pays all the bills and is a stay-at-home mom, so she does the cooking, cleaning, homework, etc. What's crazy is this guy seems so nice, I would have never known he was abusing her physically. You never do. Verbally and mentally. She stated that he was diagnosed with bipolar, but he refuses to take his medication. She has nowhere to turn and has no clue what to do to get out of this situation. I thought I would come to the delegation to see if any one of any organizations or have any advice to give a hurting mother trying to get out alive. Um, whew, that was a lot. Um, and it sounds devastating it sounds devastating that you even have to put yourself in a situation like that as a friend i know that that can be very very difficult to try to be there for her but also just being in the middle of of this has to be very very difficult um the best things that i would offer she's already doing she got a restraining order that didn't work she's spoken to the cops that didn't work. Um, the home is in her name. She might want to sell it. She might want to sell her house and sell one of the cars and move to somewhere else where he doesn't have the address or uh, look up some shelters within her area that uh, specialize in domestic violence. But I would, I'd sell that house. I'd get the money for that house. I would sell one of those cars and get the money for the car. And I would bounce up out of there um, because he does, he has your address. He has your address. He knows where you live. And so I think that even if you do, Raquel is saying she has to legally evict him. Even if you legally evict him, she legally restrained him and that didn't stop him. And so he has her, he has her address, her address. Even if she evicts him, he will show up again, y'all. 
That's that's what abusers do. He knows where she lives, so she does not need to live there. But in the case that she does not want to sell her home, then yes, I guess you could go through a legal eviction and and try it that way. But I would I'd get out of there. I would sell the home. I would get another place. I would go somewhere where he didn't know the address and I would get my lawyer and whatever else I needed to get to make sure that I could keep that restraining order in the case that he found out where I was. But evicting him isn't going to stop him from abusing her and knowing where she lives. So, um, that that's the best options that I could give. Uh, try to get in contact with a with a domestic violence shelter if you can't afford to sell the house. If you can't afford that, um, then then try to get into a shelter. But no one is going to. No one in a shelter or a police officer is going to recommend that she stay in a place where her abuser knows where she lives. Even when you go into a shelter, you are not allowed to tell anyone so that your abuser cannot find you. And so if he is abusive, she's got to go. She has to go. She needs to get into a, sh- a shelter if she can while she waits to get the house on the market and move, move. That's the, that's the best advice I can give. I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm so sorry to hear that, but that's the best, that's the best advice that I can give. And I hope that it is helpful for you. All right, this next one is long too, but maybe it won't be so heavy, Father. Um, Hey, delegation. Hey, Sarah. I am a saved 25-year-old who just got dumped by a man who I thought could possibly be the one for me. He got bored or distracted and decided to break things off with me. It hurt because I am constantly choosing people who don't choose me. I'm ready to be loved and to love someone Recently, manifestation has become a really big thing. I see people speaking things into their lives through manifestation. Without researching, I decided to make a manifestation slash speak into existence journal where I thank God for the things that I want as if I already have them a relationship slash financial security, etc. Then I decided to look deeper into manifestation and saw that it originated in the Hindu religion. Really, Sarah, this is what you want to give me today. Really, Sarah, and has a lot to do with things that are not of the Christian faith. My concern is that I am mixing the practices of another religion into my faith in Jesus Christ. Is that a bad thing to do? Would you consider this new practice of mind dangerous or something God would be offended by? On one hand, I feel as though I am simply walking by faith and believing that God will grant me the desires of my heart. If I focus on him, like his word says, then on the other hand, I feel as though I'm taking the practices of religion that's not mine and dressing it up as if it is. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I, I think that this is absolutely 
obvious. Okay. I, I, I think that you answered yourself within the question. Okay. Let me just start there. If this is coming from something that you know is not your religion. Okay. You're not Hindu. You, you don't do Hinduism. Okay. That doesn't come from, that doesn't come from you. Okay. And so you can incorporate a completely different religion um, and, and bring it into your Christianity and think like, like that's going to be good. What do I think about that? I think that's ridiculous. I think that you shouldn't do that. That's what I think. The question is, what do I think about you blending Hindu religion with your Christian faith? I think that's ridiculous. That's what I think. Now, what I do think you can do, because I think what you're really just trying to do is um, you are trying to bring about things into your life through prayer is what you do. You don't do it through Hindu manifestation and all of that. You do it through the declarations of the word of God. If you're looking for something to validate that you have the power to speak a thing and it come to pass, then you use your faith to find that. You don't go looking into other faiths to find what we have available to us. There is a speak those things that are not as though they are available in your faith. There is a there is a power of life and death in your tongue available in your faith, you don't have to go into Hinduism to gain some type of power of manifestation. You have the power to manifest the things that it is that you ask and think about according to your faith. The, the Bible says that God can do exceedingly and abundantly above anything you could ever ask or think according to the power that works in you. Not according to the Hindu, according to the power that works within you. And so it's important for you to be able to put the scriptures to what it is that you're looking for God to do in your life. You don't have to do manifestations. You can manifest through your mouth what you're believing God for and wait, I say, on the Lord and be of good courage for in due season, you will reap if you faint not. If you do not get weary, you will you will reap. And so it's important for you to put yourself in a posture to say, I don't have to go out of my religion to reach for power. There is a power that God has given me already that I can tap into. And that's what you're seeing. You're not seeing Hindu manifestation. You are seeing the power of God working through those who are declaring things into their life to be so. And so it's important for you to have that as well. Um, that you that you know you have the power to speak it. I always close my podcast saying, uh, speak well because the power of life and death is in your tongue. Think well because God can do exceedingly and abundantly above anything you could ever ask for. Think, and then you will be able to produce well because as long as you are speaking well and as long as you are thinking well, then you should be able to produce well. When you bring other practices into your faith, it suggests that you need something to increase your faith outside of God. And that is not needed. 
That's not needed. And so you have to be able to, to establish yourself into your Christian faith and use your Christian beliefs so that you can be able to apply the word of God into your season, not Hinduism into your season. All right. So I hope that was helpful. Now y'all get your snack. And I probably should have thought about this prior to it. I kind of feel like that was a little bit of a snack. Um, so then let me just kind of tie it up with that. I guess my snack for you today would be to be sure of what you are believing God for in this season. It is very easy to look at what God is doing for other people and say that he's not doing anything for you. It is very easy to say that God is blessing someone else in a season where you may feel like he's breaking you. I want you to be sure, be sure that he that began a good work in you is faithful to complete it and faithful to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I want you to be sure that all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. I want you to be sure that everything that the enemy meant for evil, God's will, this means that it is in his inherited plan to turn it around for good. He's not waiting for you to get good for it to turn. It is in his inherited will and plan to turn everything that the enemy meant for your evil into good. And so I want you to, to be sure of that. Be sure that no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. Be sure that every tongue that rises against you will be condemned. Be sure that God has given you the authority to tread and to trample over serpents and scorpions and to overcome all of the power of the enemy and nothing by no means shall harm you. I'm sure of that. It is in Luke 10, 19. And so I want you to be sure today. Um, Raquel says, preach. Sharon says, preach. Natalie says, amen. Come on, Cora. Christian says, be sure. France says, amen, preach. Breakout girl says, yes. All right. Y'all enjoyed the word. You enjoyed your time. Let me get out of here. Um, and I will close in prayer. Thank you all for coming. I hope you got laughs. I hope you got wisdom. I hope you got joy. I hope you didn't miss my sissy too much. Um, and I hope that I didn't get in too much trouble and she'll bring me back again. But, you know, it's up in the air with that whole John Gray rescue thing. I may not never be back again. Uh, but I love y'all. And uh, maybe I see you when I see you. Maybe I won't. <laughs> Father God, we thank you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for my sister. Thank you for my brother in love. God, I just pray that as they are gone, God, and they're resting and they're in their vacation, God, that you will bless them, refresh them, restore them and revive them in a new way that when they come back, God, that they'll have more to pour in, God, not having lacked anything. I thank you, God, for the favor that's over their life, for the mantle that is over their life to heal, to set free and to deliver. God, I pray right now that you continue to 
move mightily in the delegation, God. Move like you've never moved before. Today, we receive that we are worthy of love. Today, we receive that we are worthy of the corny love, God, the love that pulls us out, the love that dances with us, the love that sees us, God. I thank you that you are a love that sees us. I thank you that we are connected to you. And so we are able to be loved. I pray, God, right now that you would touch that mother, that mother that is in a place right now of fear and trepidation, God. I know that above all, you are Jehovah Nisi. You are the banner, God. And so I pray right now that you be a banner around her and her children. Your word says that you will prepare a way of of escape. When temptation rises, you will prepare a way of escape. And so we know that that temptation can be of lust. That temptation can be of homicide. That temptation can be of suicide. Whatever the temptation is, God, your word says that you will prepare a way of escape. So I decree and declare that you will do just that, that you will prepare a way of escape for this mother. You will prepare a way of escape for her children. You will prepare a way of escape for her. Just as you bless the homeless mom that we already spoke about, God, so shall you bless her that just like you did the other mother, God, I pray right now that you would cover Judah Jackson, that you would heal his body, that you would continue to bless him, every cell in his body. I pray, God, that every child that is sick under the sound of my voice, every child that may be fighting for their life, Lord God, I pray right now for your hand to touch them in a special way, God. May a miraculous shift take place like never before. Last but not least, God, I pray that you strengthen us for the journey, strengthen us for the purpose, strengthen us for the pain, strengthen us for the pressure. We give you praise and we give you glory for we believe that it is so and because of the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus. So it is. Amen. I love y'all. I see you next time. Bye. Bye.